It's June the 10th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to our year-long journey. We started in January. Here we are, the 10th day of June, not quite halfway through the year, but by God's grace, from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. By the way, if you're brand new to this and, and you wonder um, what version of the Bible I'm reading, I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible published by Broadman and Holman. You know, today there there's so many great translations of the Bible, and I like so many different ones, but this is a good contemporary modern version, I think is quite accurate. But Christian Standard Bible for most of this, but when we get back into the book of Psalms, which we're going to be just in, not in June, but as we get in July, we're going to be back into the book of Psalms. We're reading then from the NIV of 1984. So that answers that question. Let me say, we're just glad to have you with us. If you want the reading guide to, to find out where, we, where we've been and where we're going to be, just go to keepbelieving.com. And right there on the front page, there's a, there's a link that you can click and it'll take you to the Let's Read the Bible page, and there's the reading guide. You can download it. It's free. Now, we are at the end of the Gospel of John, two chapters left to go. Remember our outline of the book, the public ministry of the Son of God, chapters 1 through 12, the private ministry of the Son of God, chapters 13 through 17, and then the passion ministry of the Son of God, chapters 18 through 21. So that's where we are. Yesterday, the, the trial before Pilate and the crucifixion and burial of our Lord. Guess what? It's not the end of the story. Aren't you glad about that? John chapter 20. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to him, said to them, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out, heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw, and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. But Mary stood outside the tomb, the tomb crying. As she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord, she told them, and I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, Why are you crying? Who is it that you're seeking? Supposing he was the gardener. She replied, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. Turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher, don't cling to me. Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, 
I have seen the Lord. And she told him what he had said to her. When it was evening on that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I also send you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, called twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. A week later, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them, even though the doors were locked. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Thomas responded to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in the book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John chapter 21. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called twin, Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples were together. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter said to them. We're coming with you, they told him. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When daybreak came, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Friends, Jesus called to them. You don't have any fish, do you? No, they answered. Cast the net on the right side of the boat, he told them, and you'll find some. So they did, and they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. The disciple, the one Jesus loved, said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tied his outer clothing around him, for he had taken it off and plunged into the sea. Since they were not far from land, about a hundred yards away, the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish lying on it and bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus told them. So Simon Peter climbed up and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Come and have breakfast, Jesus told them. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. He said to him, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told him. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him the third time, 
Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. Truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you would tie your belt and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. He said this to indicate by what kind of death Peter would glorify God. After saying this, he told him, follow me. So Peter turned around and saw the disciple Jesus loved following them, the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and asked, Lord, who is the one who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? If I want him to remain until I come, Jesus answered, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So this rumor spread to the brothers and sisters that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not tell him that he would not die. But if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if every one of them were written down, I suppose that not even the world itself could contain the books that would be written. And so Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. She wasn't expecting a resurrection. She found an empty. She saw the gardener, who she thought was the gardener, but it was Jesus. If you've taken him somewhere, tell me so I'll come and bring him back. Jesus said one word, Mary. Rabboni, which means teacher. Don't cling to me. Just go and tell my disciples. I'm going to ascend to my Father, to my God, and to your God. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful moment there. Then there's Thomas, doubting Thomas. Uh, don't make fun of Thomas ever. Don't look down on him. Thomas was not a man with intellectual doubts. Thomas was a doubter whose doubts came from a broken heart. He loved Jesus so much. He was so hurt when Jesus was crucified. He just simply, he couldn't afford to believe unless he saw it for himself. Jesus met him at the point of his need and revealed himself to him. And then he said, you are blessed because you have seen and believe. Blessed are all those who have not seen and yet believe. In other words, there's a blessing for you and me today. We have not physically, visibly seen the Lord, yet we have been, we have been given grace to believe. And the final thing, the end of the book, the restoration of Peter. Peter, Simon, do you love me? Simon, do you love me? Simon, do you love me? Peter was grieved. He was grieved and hurt that Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? Why did he do that? It happened around the fire in the presence of those other disciples. Why did Jesus say three times, do you love me? Because three times Peter had denied the Lord. It was Jesus' way of saying, I am bringing you all the way back. Simon Peter, you, you failed me, but you will not fail me now. Now you will go and preach now you will have the power of the Holy Spirit. And not many days later, 
Peter would stand up on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and preach that wonderful gospel message. And then at the end of his life, you know, he said, he said more than he knew in the upper room when he said, Lord, I am willing. I don't know about these other fellows. Not sure about them, but uh, I am willing to go to prison and to die for you. Little did he know that's exactly what would happen. In the end, he would glorify God by being faithful until his death. Well, there's a great deal here. We serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living whatever men may say. I see his voice. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. So rejoice. Go out. We've come to the end of this wonderful gospel of John. And it ends on the highest possible note. Jesus is risen from the dead. These things, all of it, the whole story of Jesus. John said, I have written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life through his name. So go out and remember, Jesus is alive today. We serve a risen Savior. And in that truth, rejoice. God bless you. Come back tomorrow. We're going to hop back from the Gospel of John we're going to go back to First Chronicles, so come back tomorrow. We're going to start the amazing book of First Chronicles together. See you then. God bless. <music>